Welcome to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one, coming to you live from New York City. And tonight, we're going to go to the AEW Dynamite Review, what we do every Thursday. Last night, AEW Dynamite came from Garland, Texas, and the match... The matches were pretty good. The main event match is definitely good. Uh, one wrestler that really showed me uh, the wrestling skills after watching them in a match about, say, about three or four weeks and he got squashed, uh, showed me otherwise. But let's go through the matches and speak about what happened last night. Uh, AEW Dynamite started off with uh, John Moxley. Uh, Coming through the through the crowd, ready to wrestle. I, when I first started watching this, I said, like, "Who is he gonna wrestle?" Um, and next thing you know, I noticed that he was gonna wrestle Alex Reynolds. Um, and um, the match was real quick. I mean, he gave him a knee and the paradigm shift and and uh, the paradigm shift DDT, should we say? And Moxley win. He was it was a quick match. I think he like 32 seconds. It was a quick match. Alex Reynolds again, squash, jobbing again. Um, of course, if you guys don't know who Alex Reynolds is, he teamed up with Mark Silver. Mark Silver, I seen them um, in House of Glory. Well, they teamed up to. They usually team up together, but last night was only Alex Reynolds wrestling. So Alex Reynolds just one knee, and and a and a paradigm shift or the Death Rider, whatever you want to call it. Um, he Moxley beats him like nothing. And then Mark um, Silver attempted to sneak up on Mox, and he got caught also with a Death Rider, and that was it. And then right after the match was over, Inner Circles uh, comes out. Um, they surrounded the ring. Jericho went inside the ring and pretty much talked about how him and Moxley had the history. Um, he mentioned the plant. but He didn't mention the plant by name, but he mentioned he, that Moxley broke his property. We all know he was talking about the plant when they were feuding back then. He mentioned the match that they had that had, um, Jericho took the thumbtacks behind his back. Um, I definitely remember that match. And Jericho pretty much told Moxley, hey, you know, I want you to join the inner circle. He gave him a shirt. He told him to think about it. He gives him time. Uh, let him think about it with his wife. He mentioned uh, Renee Young, but not by name, but we all know who Moxley's married to Renee Young. Uh, so that's the way it stood. He told him, take your time. Tell me when you're ready. And that was the end of that segment. Then they had the match that everybody was waiting for. And it was the Butcher and Blade with the Bunny, which is Allie, to wrestle Cody Rose and QT Marshall. Or let's call him Cody because he can't use the Rose part. Um, and in between the match, MJF came out and mentioned that Cody was an idiot for allowing... Uh, when he mentioned you could pick any partner, so the guy who made the decision for Cody Rhodes um, for his partner to be QT Marshall was MJF. The match between the Butch and the Blade was pretty good. Uh, the Most of the match, uh, Blade and Butch uh, dominated QT Marshall because QT Marshall was the uh, weak link in this match. But QT did, a, you know, QT did well. I mean, at one point, Q, QT did a crossroad and a swanton on, you know, um, I believe it was Blade. Uh, they came close. He came so close to pinning one of the uh, Blade. I think Blade was it. And but Blade and Butcher were too much because uh, at one point they uh, Blade hit a stunner and then Butcher just freaking clothesline the hell out of QT and then they went in and then um, 
you know, they they, they, they did their, their finishing move, which is uh, I, I forgot the name of the finishing move, but they ended up pinning uh, uh, QT Marshall. Um, and you could tell that Cody Rhodes was devastating. It like looks like you know, here he is in a few with these two guys that showed up two weeks ago, Butch, Butch and Blay, and. <clears throat> he's like, well, you know, I really don't have any friends because my friends are all busy doing their thing. And, you know, the MJF betrayed them at full gear. So now he's left with nothing. I don't know where, while Blay and Butch are going to the back where, where Allie or the bunny or whatever her name is now, all of a sudden um, Darby Allen comes out. And Darby Allen goes straight to the ring with this look of ready to take anybody out. At first I thought he was going to come out and jump blade and the butcher but no he just came to the ring area and went and extended um his hand to cody and pulled him up saying in a way you have a friend in me it looked like toy story probably but that's what pretty much letting him know i got your back so that was the first match of the night and it was pretty good i mean qt marshall surprised me and this is who i was talking about qt marshall the last time i saw him he was jobbing out, I believe, to, I believe it was Pentagon and Phoenix. I could be wrong. But he was, they were, they were jobbing to a, to a tag team. And, um, but he showed me something else. QT Marshall, you know, he may not be jobbing too much. And he could be in the mid car when, if AEW decides to bring a second title into the mix, a single title into the mix. We'll be right back after this. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and we're back so the uh all of a sudden after right after the match mjf came out he uh he did his promo uh he called out on one of the camera guys in the ring he pretty much asked him if uh to kiss the ring um and and the guy kissed the ring but then he hit the guy the camera guy with a crossroads started saying that you know, um, Cody Rose out here giving him, you know, um, you know, opportunity as far as, hey, guys, you know, I- I'll give you my truck. I get, what is this going to take for me to wrestle? Pretty much MJF was telling him, you know, you're not going to get your way and whatnot. At first, he said, yes, he'll he'll challenge um, um, Cody for a match. But then he said he'll have to wait to Jacksonville, which means probably the first uh, probably the first week of the of the year, I think it's the the first January first, and from Jacksonville. So he's gonna give him the answer. Is he's gonna he's gonna wrestle him? But it'll be some stipulation. But he's not telling him the stipulation. I have a feeling that, and this is something that crossed my mind last week when Cody came out and threw his car keys, his red shoes, um, the fifty thousand dollars um, briefcase. It pretty much told me that there's going to be something on the line as far as probably executive vice president uh, title is going to be on the line. Where now MJF may wrestle Cody for that part to take over the company 
it could happen. We don't know. But I have a feeling that's going to be the stipulation. And who knows? I mean, I, I thought about it last couple of weeks, ever since MJF betrayed, uh, MJF betrayed Cody at, at full gear. I see it happening, but I mean, what better way? He offered his car key, his Call of Duty truck. He gave his red bottom shoes, his watch, the $50,000. So he's putting all that up. Now, the question is, when it happens in January 1st in Jacksonville, is he going to tell him, put your, t- your uh, executive vice president title on the line? And it's like a title for whatever. I'm sure that Cody's going to ask him um, to put in a stipulation himself. But who knows? But um, that could be it. You know, um, that's something to look forward, guys. Um, so after the promo, we had Big Swole versus Emi Sakura. Uh, Swole showed her uh, her strength in the beginning of the match, uh, but Sakura used cheating tactics to gain uh, the upper hand in the match. Uh, she put um, Swole in the Romero special and then rolled her over about three times. They kept putting her in the Romero special. Um, Sakura used a lot of chops to dominate Swole. Small made a, a small combat with a clothesline, but Emmy, you know, she she found a way to to put submission holds on Swole. Swole kept coming back though, I'll tell you that much. Um, but she hit Swole with a bat breaker that I was like, ooh, that did not look good. She landed wrong, but you know, um, it was a good match. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I think a lot of people don't like Emmy Sakara. I don't know why. I mean, she got to play her part as a character. I mean, Sakara is is no joke. I'll tell you that much. Um, but Swole, you know, hit um Sakara with the dirty dancing, and I think if I'm sure Sakara, I think it's a third number three contender in the women's division. I'm not sure, but Big Swole winning that match on her first debut in AEW was pretty good. Um, so, and she got signed. So AEW. Women's division is coming together, and this is what I say. A lot of these wrestling fans don't have patience. They have been, um, they say, um, like robots. They've been programmed to like WWE-style wrestling, where they just put anybody to wrestle each other. Now, you see how everything is coming together. You know what I'm saying? You know, guys that want matches and all that, why would you put matches that is pay-per-view worthy Instead of waiting, just create storylines, create stories where these women wrestlers, you know, is, is, you know, gets to wrestle each other. Um, so that match was pretty good. I loved it. Um, you know, I can't complain about it. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So they had a Proc promo, promo uh, and Proc pretty much said he won his rubber match with Kenny Omega. So... Uh, he claimed if he doesn't get the match, there's going to be consequences to be paid, and they're not going to be able to stop us. I don't know what he means with that, but right after he did that promo, they announced Kip Sabian and Sean Spear versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Again, the, another story in here between. Now, the Sean Spear and Kip Sabian, now people are like, why are these two are teaming up? But if you guys follow, Tully Blanchard made it clear. He's looking for a tag team partner for Sean Spear that they could roll with. And, you know, this is a guy who is a part of the legendary Four Horsemen. So he knows tag team wrestling. Keith Sabian, he's a pretty good wrestler. He's not a, he's not a, 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 a you know, 
a mid card, a bum. He's not a bum. His statement is pretty good, especially with Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford is hot. That girl is hot, and she does things that you really don't see out here. I mean, the only girl that probably Selena Vega is uh, uh, it's the only one that I could think that does her Quranas and stuff. Penelope Ford last night pretty much did that also. So let me get real quick to this match. This match is pretty good. Sean Spears did not come out with Tully Blanchard. So that was something that I was surprised. I thought Tully Blanchard was going to come out. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega and um, Paige, they, they, you know, they, they, they started off real good. But there was one point in the match where they were dominating Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. You saw Kenny Omega went for a high five, double high five on, on Hangman Page. Hangman Page just passed by him like that wasn't even happening. It catches me like, okay, is this guy, is there going to be a heel turn with Hagman Page? I, I don't know. So there was a lot of things going on there. Um, but then, you know, you know, Page dominated both opponents during the match. So he was dominating the match, pretty much going, doing cowboy shit, like he says. Um, and he pretty much, you know, was doing his thing. But then he, I'll sign it first for Penelope Ford and Sean Spear. They call Hangman, uh, what Kip Simi called Hangman by the ropes. He kind of lifts them up and kind of power slam them inside the ring. And then, you know, pretty much these guys started taking control, uh, Spears and Sabian. Um, then the tag was, uh, um, or actually Hangman Page was able to tag Kenny. Kenny took uh, control with a double Kentaro. Uh, then Penelope hit Hangman with a Hulkarana outside the ring. That I couldn't believe it, and it, it, it shows you what type of woman this uh, Penelope Ford is. She she could wrestle, but again, now they put her in a in a in a more like a valet type with Kip Sabian. So, you know, it's it's not bad. Can you hit vicious a vicious V trigger on Kip Sabian? I was like, wow, I, you know, it, it was crazy. But then when he hit the V trigger, the lights went out, and when the lights came back up, Joey Janela had Tully Blanchard. And the ramp tied up and duct tape about his mouth. So that's when Spears went and tried to um, help um, Tully Blanchard. Left Kip saying by himself. All of a sudden, you know, um, it looked like uh, Kenny was going to... Um, Kenny hit the, the V-trigger again on Sabian. But when Kenny went to do another one, he got ta- uh, he got blind tagged by Hyman Page. Hammond went and did the buckshot on Kip and pinned him. And that was the end of the match. But again, Kenny Omega got caught. Kenny Omega was like, wow, what, what happened? And so I don't know where they're going with this Hangman Page thing, but I don't know. I mean, remember, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen in the beginning of the year. Um, just to mention the fact that there's somebody could be coming that's part of the elite. I'm going to leave that like that. Somebody else is missing from the elite. So that's something to look forward to. Um, part of Kenny Omega against Pac. When is that match? This rubber match is going to happen. It might happen at the beginning of the year. But another Pac versus Kenny Omega match. Another. They had two great matches already. One out of third. Anyway, we'll be right back. And we're back. So, um, Sammy Guevara versus... Um, well, actually, no. Let me get that for the Sammy Guevara match. With the Brandy Rose, she did a promo um, saying that the, the collective, I think that's what they call collective, um, they mentioned about how she had awesome con and um, making fun of um, 
<coughs> Britt Baker, um, I believe Riho, she said Riho hasn't been around, she's been hiding. <coughs> so, excuse me. And then she mentioned um, Chris Stanlander. She said that his office still stands. And then while she's saying that, there's a gentleman sitting in front of Brandy Rose facing toward the wall. And he was about to turn around. And she stopped him. And then she kissed him in the ball head. This guy's ball headed. So it looks like the guy who's now going to be part of that team is Dr. Luther. i never seen him. I don't know about him. Uh, but the internet and dirt sheets are talking about this is a guy named Dr. Luther. He has taken pictures with Chris Jericho, and he's been around in AEW, probably, you know, I don't know. But Dr. Luther is probably going to be part of the collective, the collective. I don't know what the hell is that about, but um, I can see Chris Stanlander not joining that. She could probably start feeding with Awesome Khan next year. Um, the Britt Baker, I can see her feuding with them. Um, but then again, you know, you got um, Brie Prisley coming back. Probably sometime next year because, you know, she got still business in Japan. So the women's division is turning to be kind of good. You know, you got now Big Swole in there. You got, um, you know, like I said, Awesome Khan. Let's not forget Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose been, got suspended for the rest of the year. Um, Sheena. Um, Haiti uh, Emi Sakara. Uh, Hikoro Shida. And then the women's champion is, hasn't been, I haven't seen Riho in God knows how long since she fought Big Breaker. Been like three or four weeks, so I mean, she's still in stardom going back and forth. But the women's division is turning to a better, a better um, division as all these women are getting now settled in. And we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing to happen anyway. So now we go to Jericho, did a promo. I think he was doing a promo, oh, he was going to do a promo, but he came out and threw out Tony Schiavone and Excalibur out of the announcing table and Hager and Jericho sat down next to Jim Ross and Nick um, commentating and it was Sammy Guevara versus Luchasori Luchasaurus I'm sorry and Luchasori came out with Marco Stunt Jungle Boy uh, and Sammy was showing his skills in the beginning of the match Sammy was being quick you know he's a smaller guy he's the quicker guy and but he got caught with a big boot from Luchasori from the top rope and he was in the top rope ready to do a uh, I guess some body press, and he got caught with a gigantic boot from six foot five Luchasaurus. Um, so the the match, uh, Luchasaurus dominated um, Sammy, but outside, and he threw him over the uh, the top um, to the inside of the ring. Luchasaurus showing his strength, but you know Sammy Guevara did his little thing. You know he he he's a, he's a good wrestling. I mean Jr. says that. He reminds me of a young Eddie Guerrero, and Sammy Guerrero is reminds me of a young Eddie Guerrero. Only thing is, like I said, Sammy Guerrero always losing in the matches. So last night was no any different. Uh, Luchasaurus was able to beat Sammy Guerrero, but then the the um, the inner circle, uh, Hager and um, Jericho came into the ring, attacked Luchasaurus. Here comes Jungle Boy, Marco Stun. And you saw uh, Luchasaurus and Hager go at it outside. Meanwhile, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy and Jericho can't continue to fight. At one point, um, Jungle Boy rolled up Jericho and Marco Stunt caught the three count, and Jericho went crazy. And Jericho was pissed off, and um, 
it, it just it's something to look forward for next week because Jungle Boy is gonna wrestle uh, Chris Jericho, and then Jericho is saying it's for ten minutes. If he could last ten minutes with Jericho, the title is not on the line because this is what's going on last two weeks. People were talking about the title was on the line. The title is not on the line. So, you know, um, we will see. It was, I mean, to me, Jungle Boy, I think, could, could give him the 10 minutes, and this is something to look forward to next week. I can't wait to see it. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So um, the next match, uh, actually, they, they, they announced, before I tell you the next match, they announced – the new pay-per-view they're going to have, which is this Revolution, and that's on February 1st, um, the Saturday before the Super Bowl. So uh, the, the pay-per-view is called Revolution. No, I'm actually, I'm sorry. I, I said the wrong date. It's February 29th. Uh, so it's a leap year. Uh, the, it's a Saturday, February 29th. I'm sorry. I do mistakes. But uh, February 29th. Also, they announced um, for next week's uh, card for the December 18 card they're from Texas. They're going to have the Lucha Bros versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Again, what I mentioned earlier, what's the deal with Hangman Page? Is Pac going to interfere in that match? And Hangman Page gets pinned by the Lucha Bros. That could happen also. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho is the will be... Um, the, the match next week also. Then you have Britt Baker versus Chris Stanlander. That's going to be a great match. I cannot wait to see that because Britt Baker and Chris Stanlander, first time meeting each other. Or I, they probably have met in the Indies. I've never seen it. But Britt Baker versus Chris Stanlander is going to be a great match. So, And then we had the Young Bucks versus um, uh, Santana and Ortiz. And uh, Inner Circle, um, Circle interfered in this match. But before I tell you, and I've been interfered at the beginning of the, even before the match started. So before I tell you about what happened in this match, this match, the Texas Death Match, the winner of that will face SCU next week for the AEW Tag Team Belts. But Santana and Ortiz attacked the Young Bucks. Uh, Brandon Cutler came out to help the Young Bucks. Um, and only to get powerbomb through the stage like they did to Ricky Morton a couple of, a couple of them. It was in full gear. Uh, what they did to Matt Jackson, same thing. Brandon Cutler took the same bump um, yesterday. Also, so, um, but uh, the match pretty much, uh, it just got out of hand at one point, and then um, the Simon Guevara was helping um, uh, Santana Ortiz. But through all this is going on, they, they, try, to, they try to jump the Young Bucks. Uh, but then the Young Bucks took control of the match, or control of the situation because they called Sammy Guevara and they gave him a de- uh, Dave Meltzer driver outside by the ramp and dropped him. And that was the end of Sammy Guevara getting in the ring. Uh, so before that happened, and after that happened, they took Ortiz, they put him in a table. Nick Jackson went and Swanton bombed from the top of the stage up through the table, and Ortiz was hurt. PNT, um, PMP took control. With the sock full of balls, of course, they used that. I mean, it was a Texas dead match. Everything went. Um, they even used candlestick. Matt came out. They, they, as a matter of fact, they took a garbage can, and they put it over Nick Jackson's head, and they took the sock ball, 
and then took the candlestick and started pounding on it. Wow. Nick Jackson is under the trash can. But then Matt Jackson comes out with a Dallas Cowboy helmet. And the place went bananas. So he tried, uh, I think uh, Santana punched um, Matt Jackson with the helmet out. He hurt his hand. And then, but then uh, he speared both Ortiz and Santana. Matt Jackson did. And then he tried to get back up. Or he was playing to the fan and he got caught and Santana did the most craziest thing that I ever seen. He took the Dallas Cowboy helmet and spit on it, and rubbed all the spit around the helmet and threw it on the, in the outside of the ring. But this match was crazy. There was, um, pretty much um, garbage cans, uh, you name it, everything. Tables. Everybody went through tables. It was candlesticks. Everything. But then Jack Jake Hager interfered in the match. Uh, and once he came came out, Dustin Rowe came out. And there was a big brawl, whatever. And uh, Young Bucks ended up winning the match after they went and they Dave, uh, Dave Meltzer drive, I believe, was Santana. I think it was Santana, the Devil Mike's driver, on a chair. And they got the win. But this show was pretty good. Um, again, the ratings. People are going to be talking about the ratings. Um, but... Who cares about the ratings right now? I mean, right now we're having good professional wrestling, and you cannot complain about this at all. We'll be right back with some more news. And we're back. So, we already went through the AEW Dynamite show, so now I'm going to talk about a couple of little things real quick. Uh, The NWO and Batista are both getting inducted to the Hall of Fame this spring coming up. I personally feel this thing with WWE giving... um, all the Hall of Fame stuff to wrestlers who already got a ring. I mean, NWO, yes, they belong to the Hall of Fame because what they did back in 1996, July 1996 at Bastard Beach, they did the revolutionary wrestling back then when wrestling was at a, at a peak where there was really nothing going on. WWE was, you know, wasn't doing much. Um, WCW wasn't doing much. So the NWO exploded and took... Uh, over for the next, I believe, the next five years or four years, whatever it was, there was a lot of reincarnations of it. But the main members, Hogan, Nash, Scott Hall, and Six Pac, is going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. That will be Six Pac's second ring. It will be Scott Hall's second ring. And there will be Kevin Nash's second ring and Hulk Hogan's second ring. So there will be double Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers. So the fact that Hogan is getting a Hall of Fame ring, Again, after all the racist comments, he did whatever. I mean, he did apologize. I got nothing against Hogan. I mean, Hogan, I used to be a big fan of his. He's the reason why I watched wrestling back in the 80s even more. I got real, real into it, even though I was watching since I was a kid. But it's nice to see that Hogan, you know, um, is into it. So he's going in again for the second time. So also Bobby Roode and Primo. From the, the tag team of Primo and whatever, and whatever, anyway, Primo and Bobby Roode, both of them suspended for 30 days. Uh, they're not saying what they found in their blood system, but they suspended for 30 days for the, you know, the awareness program that WWE supposedly have. Um, so Bobby Roode suspended, whatever, and that's not good because, you know, when you suspend it, that's 30 days added to your time when your contract is over. Primo, you have not seen him. Or his brother in WWE for months. 
Pandemic Wrestling and World Wrestling Council. Uh, that's their father's promotion in Puerto Rico. They have not been seen in, in forever. So I don't know. Being Them being suspended kills, you know, bugs me out. So I'm like, I don't know what's up with that. ACH refusing to apologize for what he said on Twitter. He claims that he's speaking his mind off. He just said he pretty much told Shaq Gaspar, who was part of the tag team crime time, that to mind his business. Um, this guy, ACH, is just burning bridges. Who in the world is going to sign him? I mean, again, like I said Monday, he should have let time go. I understand you. This is what you do. This is part of your business. You've got to make money. But you did it the wrong way. You, he did this thing so, there's so many ways. Now this, you know, back in the days, I used to watch Dave Chappelle, and he had a skate call when keeping it real goes wrong. And yes, I believe the Jordan Miles t-shirt was not in good taste. But the fact that you went and did it the wrong way and attacked Jay Lethal, you said you're going to send to your problems. You added, uh, then you went to MLW. You showed up for one night at the Opera Cup. You team up with King Mo. Then two days later, you quit wrestling. You tell uh, all these wrestlers are telling you you're doing it wrong. You don't want to listen to nobody. You quit wrestling. You turn on the fans. The fans are the ones that pay your your salary. But here you're talking about you're not going to apologize. That you, the movement or the culture. You're doing it for the culture. No, you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for nobody else. You're acting like a baby, and it's wrong. Anyway, um, last night, uh, going back to AEW, Nick Jackson wrestled with a flu. With the flu. So apparently they're claiming that he was most of the time in the floor, trying to take naps, trying to rest. And then when it was time to wrestle, he just turned it up to another notch. Big up to um, Nick Jackson. Even after he took that bump from the top of the stage to, into Ortiz in the, in the, in the table. Um, so, you know, you got to give it up. These guys are not playing. They, they want to perform for us, the wrestling fan, and I appreciate them even more for that. So, anyway, this is the end of the show, guys. Um, I pretty much cover everything AEW. This is the 11th week uh, of AEW. Episode 11, I could might as well call it. AEW Dynamite Episode 11, my review. Um, again, I want to thank everybody who's supporting my podcast. Shout out to my boy, James Santiago and Turbuckle Tabloid. Also, my boy, Vernick and his R32 store in Highland Mills, New York. If you guys are in New York and you're looking for designs for your shirt or whatever you need, you need to get in contact with this guy, um, R32. You can find the website, www.r32.store, and you can find all the decorate, uh, stuff that he had. You can call him up. And he will talk to you, and he can give you a price, whatever you need. James Santiago, Turnbuckle Tableau, I love to you guys. I love your, your podcast. You keep it real. So, again, showing love from the Chokesland Wrestling Report, your boy, Ultimate One. And, again, thank you for everybody. or Everybody supporting me um, in the United States, outside the pond, um, United Kingdom, Portugal, India, Australia. Thank you for the support. And, Canada, of course, I cannot forget about you guys. You guys showed me much love. And thank you for supporting the audio podcast, the Chokeland Wrestling Report. Also, guys, I got a YouTube channel called the Chokeland Wrestling Report. If you want, guys want to subscribe to that, 
check out the video contents. I have not downloaded anything in a while because um, it's on, I'm trying to get a revamp of the YouTube uh, channel coming in January. I'm waiting for my boy um, uh, Salrax and, uh, and his graphics. So I'm waiting for that to, ha to, to happen. So, um, so, But you still, guys, you want to go and check out the YouTube channel. Chokeslam Wrestling Report, check out the videos I got there, check out the content, you like it, subscribe to it, hit the notification bell so you can get notification when every time I download a new video or upload a new video, and that is it, and also if you want to find more information about me, you can go to the YouTube channel, click the links on top, you find me Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and get all the information you guys need, so with that, again, much love to everybody who showed me love and i will talk to you on monday again before i leave let me remind you that tomorrow night is final battle ring of honors big big event and it probably will be marty scroll last match in ring of honor when he teams up with flip gordon to go against flamita and bandito so would he show up at AEW's january 1st jacksonville show we will see because I'm still saying he's going to show up, but he's going to show up. He's not going to be part of the elite. He's probably going to bring his own villain enterprise. Who knows? But anyway, guys, thank you for everything. And y'all have a good night from New York City. I am the ultimate one. I'll see y'all on Monday.